Hey guys, welcome back again to the Cut Light and Smoke podcast presented by ZealCigars.com, CigarSoapbox.com, and coming to you live from the Huddle Up Store studios. And more on that in a little bit. But today I am dealing with some really, really painful topics that we're going to discover and talk about as men. And uh, JB is one of those topics by nature of the fact that he is in pain. Are you not, JB? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the heck's going on, but this is this is seriously probably one of the most annoying, like, nagging pains I've had outside of, like, my hands being, right, uh, right. like, hardcore road rashed from my motorcycle accident, uh, right, like, right. like, 10 years ago, and then... Um, I had a I had a little bit of like a cracked rib uh, when I okay. played football back in seventh grade, and uh, that was some of the worst pain I've ever had. Okay, but okay. this this is you're not you're not feeling it. It's, it's not, not, not stopping, good. man. It's not stopping. No, okay. it's not going away at all. I came in this morning and he was literally in severe pain, sitting down in the chair in the very front. So it's been uh, it's going to be a, a big thing. We got some things we can, we can help help out with. I, got, I know a guy that's had some knee trouble. And uh, <laughs> it's got some remedies, some home remedies that'll work out. But uh, outside of icing and, and and heat and everything else like that, it's a uh, we want to talk on talk about a subject today and uh, talk about uh, what happened recently, actually, um, in uh, in Tennessee, the Tennessee shooting uh, at the Christian. It was a Christian uh, school. Uh, I think it was a Presbyterian school in Nashville, Tennessee, that left uh, three. Three adults uh, dead and, and three nine-year-olds, I believe. They're, mm-hmm. all, they're all killed and everything else like that. So uh, you guys are probably familiar with the story if you watch local news or national news that there was a, uh, a gunman, uh, and then in this case, by the way, a gun, a gun woman, if, if I'm correct in this, that... Uh, if you're autonomically... Autonom- uh, auto- uh, 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 Autonomously... That's how much my knee hurts right know, now. Right? I cannot think straight. Exactly. Um, atomically correct. Yeah, yeah. Anatomically. 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 Oh, my goodness, dude. I don't know, dude. Correct. Whatever the freaking uh, Sockham robots are, right. dude. They're, they're, it was a Gender-wise, it was a girl who was transitioning to a man. Okay. From what I understand. Um, I think I actually heard a news station... Mm-hmm. actually probably say that did they okay which is rare because they usually try to get it all right and, right you know try to it was very correct with it. it was very quick in <clears throat> sentence right 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 so what ended up happening is i guess she graduated from the school she yeah. graduated from the school a while back she's 28 years old and what she, what had happened is she she was really upset for some reason uh, but she had planned this. Yeah, there was a manifesto. Yeah, this, she had planned this. She, she, I don't know if she said it on uh, social media. Everything's very new because this just happened recently. Um, and what ended up happening was she she got I, I got I think it was um, there were three guns all together. One was an AR, one was a pistol, and one seemed like it was like a, a I, I, I can't I wasn't sure what what the other could have, was. it could have been like one of those uh, it could have been like one of those. Um, Bolt action or something like that. No, they have those like, those like small ARs that are like single shot that you could like put, that you could put like, like your your Glock uh, magazine into. Oh, yeah, like a talking, carbine. No, carbines are good. Yeah, like I, a carbine. I think, yeah, I think that's like what carbine, they would call yeah. it. So either way, um, I, I didn't look I think that she, close, so I don't know. I, from what I heard, finally on the news, and remember, all this is going to be sorted out later on as we find out more and more about who she was and everything else like that. So, um, but for this is new for everybody because this is the first like. Uh, widely known that we know of transgender 
you know, um, assailant, yeah, essentially. What, so, you I were mean, watching something earlier, and the researcher mm-hmm. said maybe there had been ever five recorded? Four, four. or five? He said okay, four. it was four. There was, I, didn't, I, I mean, I didn't know there was that many, to be quite honest with you. Right. You know, but it, but it, it's it, part of the question, you know, that we're going to ask, we're going to look at is what, what causes somebody to do this? That's for, that's for sure. Um, and then second, what is the, uh, what should our response be? You know, uh, in particular, to uh, to protect your, to protect your children children better, because mm-hmm. immediately what ends up happening is it gets politicized by both parties. You know, and uh, one's like, "Don't take our guns," the other ones take all the guns. You know, and so as a result of that, we're trying to figure out how do we how do we ride this and how do we do this, and uh, at the same time, you know, uh, somebody here can smoke, I can't smoke, and we are a cigar podcast. Yeah. So you're smoking a cigar, and why are you smoking that cigar in particular? You keep talking about it being a similar taste to the Cocoa Chemist, so I decided I was going to light up a Vigilante Maduro and see how close it was. Uh, I wanted something a lot stronger. I'm not going to lie the way my knee feels right now. I was yeah. going to get something that was just going to blow my face off. Uh-huh. Um, but then I decided to go this route, so we'll, we'll see how this goes. Okay. All right. Well, here's my question for you. Yeah. In, in particular, um, with that cigar, I think that's the only cigar that we have in our repertoire right now. Even though it's a Cuban sandwich and it's mixed filled, I would say it comes as close to the Cocoa Chemist as you could ever imagine. The Cocoa Chemist, just so you guys know, was our best selling cigar in the history of Zeal Cigars. We sold like 5,000 in five hours, something like that. It was crazy. And then Maybe another seven. Seven in like seven hours. Every, it was like 1,000 cigars an hour. Uh, and I think this cigar comes as close to that as possible, to be quite frank. Okay. So that's my personal opinion on that. But jumping out of that and jumping back into, you know, where we are and, and what we're talking about. So let's, let's be honest about it for a second. Um, school shootings are not something new, unfortunately. No, you know, no, unfortunately they're not. You know, to, to America in particular. And even other countries, Canada has had a few. And, right. You know, right. even even a couple other ones, yeah. But, but it, it, it's mainly here. It is mainly here. And that's because of, of, of one thing in particular. We have the Second Amendment. Uh, I would say that's what they want to blame it on. Exactly. So I'm, I'm, taking, a, I'm taking a stance I, I, on this in I the think, sense of where, like, you know, I'm trying to build a case from one side of the aisle where it's, because we have the Second Amendment, because people are, you know, recognize, not recognizing that that's an old, old, old amendment that was for a time with farmers and shotguns yeah. and not with fully automatic ARs and things like that. Uh, I'm, you I, know, I have a lever action 3030, uh-huh. which is very similar to one of the main guns that was probably used to, to gun down and massacre the buffalo as well as the Native Americans in this in this country. Right. Okay. Um, I can tell you right now, I believe mine holds around eight or nine shots. Mm -hmm. And if I put the sleeve on the butt of it, another like seven, I could probably fire off half of those rounds and then reload it and fire the rest of those rounds more efficiently than I could probably fire some of my other weapons. Okay. Are you trying to make the case that the AR is inefficient? Well, I'm j- no, no, no. I'm just saying that, like... I, it's still deadly. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter what gun but, you're okay, using. It can right. it can do this. You can... Like, okay, I have a 5.7. Okay. okay. A 5.7 pistol. That's yeah. 23 in one rounds. If I carry two magazines, mm-hmm. I'm carrying almost 50 rounds mm-hmm. of 
low-grade armor-piercing ammunition Mm -hmm. from a handgun that has zero recoil and bullets that fire, what, uh, 2,400 feet per second or something crazy like that out of of the FNH57s? Right, right. So I'm telling you right now, you could do some work with that gun. Sure, sure. But here, here's my here's my point. Is it so so? Just to be fair and to be forthright, AR does not stand for assault rifle. That is something that was added later by political pundits. Uh, AR stands for what? Armor Light, the company that created the AR. Okay, Armor Light. It does not stand for assault rifle. And they are named assault rifles for the sake of jarring uh, the public in such a way to be against that as use for a standard rifle. Um, but when this, but but that that's one of the one of the rifles that were used, you know, in this. And so I guess my my question: it's, it's the number, it's the only gun that continuously gets brought up and forefronted in. All the shootings from what happened in Wisconsin to mm-hmm. right. what happened in Colorado at the um, movie theater to, mm-hmm. I, I want to probably all the way back even to Columbine. Well, what's fascinating is there's, there's other shootings that are never brought up, politically speaking. Oh, you mean like down here on the road where two guys hung out of a car and fired handguns at another car literally probably 15 minutes from the shop here? Correct, correct. And there's there's a lot more shootings that go on all over the place that are never reported. Yeah. Uh, uh, until it's more of a mass shooting, I believe a mass shooting is more than two or three people. I can't remember how how many people it takes to be a mass shooting. Uh, any more than one is, is is tragic either way. I mean, even just one's tragic. So, but what I'm trying to say here is that do you think that we have an outdated, you know, document document and people have a point on that? You know, because this is going to come up and this is going to be in the conversation, quite frankly, really really soon. Um, I have two things that come to mind with that, and we've okay. kind of we've kind of talked about this in like one of our very 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 early episodes, like one of the first probably ten we did. Right? That's why I'm reiterating it because um, you know, it's probably it's probably not there anymore. There's there there's one thing that people forget, and that is um, there's people out there that print guns. You ever heard of a ghost gun? Yeah, I've heard of that. I could pay $100 and have somebody stamp and print me an AR lower right now with no serial number on it. Sure, absolutely. I don't need a background check for that. Right. I don't need to tell anybody about that. Right, right. So so first off, that's that, okay? Mm -hmm. Second off, Mm -hmm. um, people forget why the Second Amendment was put there. And there's a reason there's such a heavy focus on what you know, everybody is calling assault rifles, right? Mm-hmm. Because uh, if I remember correctly, it's supposed to help protect ourselves from enemies, both foreign and domestic, right? Yeah, here in particular. So two yeah. things come to mind with that. Number one is, is that's really the only weapon that a civilian can purchase without having really special licenses to own certain types of firearms mm-hmm. that you could actually potentially handle yourself in a military situation in the fact that there was an invasion or some sort of right crazy right. civil thing that happened, right. right? So it's kind of ironic that that's the one gun that everybody really focuses on. So here's my question. 
And I, I think this is going to be the question that is dancing around out in the political atmosphere. Is it worth our children's safety to have the gun laws that we have at this point for the ones that have been saved from the gun laws versus the ones that have been taken that were not taken justly in any way, shape, and form. It was unjust, obviously. Somebody died too young, okay, and some evil person did that. So when an evil person uses something that has no moral proclivity, a gun doesn't have any moral aptitude whatsoever. A gun's just a gun. It's just a tool, basically, okay? If a gun can load itself and cock itself and assault a dude, then the next time you get sued, tell everybody it was Eminem's fault. Right, right. That's that's what he said. He was like, if if a gun can load itself and cock it too, then the next time you assault a dude, tell the judge it was my fault and I'll get sued. Right. Because it can't cock and load itself. Exactly. Which it's someone behind it. So here's here's my question. I, I think part of what we have here is a bigger issue that we need to address is that. Well, and isn't it funny that most of the people that are showing up in these mass shootings all have obtained the guns legally in some way? Well, are you notice? Do you notice that as not well? Only that, but you brought up a bigger issue behind it, and I want to get to that because I don't care who hears this; they need to hear this aspect. That every single shooting that has been done that we know pr- pr- primarily by I, guys, it's I overwhelmingly men. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I think I know where you're going, and if it is where you're going, I, yes. I don't know that I can vouch for every single shooting, but I can tell you that a great I, would, I would love to see the statistics to see. But from my understanding, it's a high, 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 high percentage. It's a very it high percentage. We've seen. Yeah. We've seen this. I've seen the data on this, and you've seen the data on this. Yeah. And that is that a great majority of the shooters, yeah. okay, that are men, all right, this one was transitioning to be a man. Uh, uh, and, and, according to uh, what we're uh, seeing. According to what, what is being said. A great majority have been on antidepressants, medication mm-hmm. and, and going through some sort of psychoactive go- active treatment exactly exactly which would be which would would line up pretty much with what was going on with this this young man young ladies this this transgenders yeah i'm sure there was there there's there a was, lot of medication involved with absolutely, that absolutely absolutely hormone replacement and everything For else sure. like that so in the midst of that you got to be honest about it and say with all this medication going on yeah maybe there's 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 some credence to go are we are we subjecting ourselves to something that's kind me, of making us more, you know, subtly uh, violent let in me, some way, shape, and form? Let me ask a couple questions. Sure. Number one, I would love... Okay, so you said something earlier about other countries. You're like, this stuff doesn't really happen in other countries. I would love to see the statistical data on whether... On, on per capita, the amount of antidepressants dis- prescribed to American citizens... Versus the amount of antidepressants prescribed to people in other countries like in Europe and, you know, places like that. I would bet with everything on in my pocketbook that Americans are way more over medicated than any other place in the whole entire world. Yeah. A hundred percent. I wouldn't doubt we, that. We have the most we have we have the most wealth and we're the most oppressed and medicated. Yeah. We have for the sure. most we have the most Dude, I've been I've been security. on medication. I know well peaceful you know what security I mean? You know, when I'm, I'm talking about me- mental medication. Stuff yeah, that, I've been on. Yeah, I've been alters, on anxiety meds. No, I, I'll, I'll say this: mood altering medications. I'm not saying you don't need them. I'm not saying that's not, that's the case. But by nature, the fact that Americans are are wealthy and they don't have, I mean, there's there's so many different issues they think they have that they don't. 
they don't have a lot of the issues that like somebody out in the middle of Zimbabwe just having to walk four miles to get water. I was mm-hmm. thinking about that the other day. I was thinking about that. I was, I was riding my motorcycle and I was actually just praising God for the fact that I get a chance to ride my bike into Cave Creek and just have a great time on that. I was thinking how blessed we are to live in a country where we have running tap water inside. Yeah. You could drink the water. None of us want to drink unless, water. Unless you live good. in Flint. Yeah, yeah. It's, you have running wa- wa- tap water inside. You could drink the tap water. We usually have bottled water at that point, or we have a filter filter system. Yeah. You know, so we have I, we don't I, have to go anywhere to get our water. I we could can walk a- probably less than 100 yards outside of the front of the shop and walk somewhere that I could easily get water. Get water or get something to eat. Yeah, even eat. Yeah, yeah 100%. And so in, in some parts of the world, it's not like that. Yeah. You know, so in a, in a lot of parts of the world... I mean, how many of us have cars? Most <laughs> people don't have cars. Everybody have multiple cars. Here. Yeah, we do, yeah we have. I have in my driveway. I have four cars. I have three. Yeah, I have four well, cars. Two yeah. two two cars in my motorcycle. Each, each of my kids. Yeah. So I have I have, yeah. So I have, I have two car. I have four cars on a motorcycle. So I have yeah. two, both, both my kids have uh, motorcycle. Both my kids have cars. My wife and I have cars, and then I have a motorcycle as well. So that's four. That's five vehicles. Yeah. Five vehicles for four people. And I think when my know? dad grew up, he shared a car with both of his sisters until one of them was old enough to buy their own car or something like that. You know, like that, you know, that we That's don't, sh- we don't, sh- we don't share. We don't do that anymore. We're, we're too right. wealthy. We have, so, we have so much wealth. It's ridiculous. So, it, so here's my point has a lot of the, cause I wonder how much of the whole gender affirming gender fluidity. Uh, Oh, woe is me. Transphobic talk is going to come out of this. You know what I'm saying? I thought that's what I wonder. Because if I'm correct in this... Well, they're going to blame the church for not accepting that person for wanting right? to go through what they wanted to go 100%. through, in turn causing that person to go through hundred uh, mental stress that led them to uh, eventually act out by coming back there and, and doing right. what they did. And here's the thing. We don't know what happened yet with the church and what they what they talked to. My, 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 my guess is... Or even when the stuff started you right. know, for that person. Exactly. My guess is that the church probably has some convictions, okay, which align with the Bible. Whether you like it or not, they still align with the Bible. Yeah. Okay. And they weren't willing to bend those convictions to the will of what somebody else wanted that didn't fit their religious structure or values. And so as a result of that, the person got really frustrated. And there's probably falling out of relationships. And we don't know everything, obviously, right there. I mean, it's not just she she wanted to be a guy. You know, in order to, and then she went in and, you know, shot up a whole school. There's a lot, there's probably much more of the story than we know, but there's societal pressure. And then you have so many people putting all the pressure on this thing from the political stances that are going to come out as, as a result of it. I know. You know, all this, I mean, make a, I mean, today, I've already literally. been seeing assault rifle ban, assault rifle ban, assault I know. rifle ban. I mean, it's, it's just crazy. And what's fascinating, the people who stopped it went in with a what? Assault rifle. The police went in there with an assault rifle right away. We saw the we saw the the uh, police footage video. Remember? Yeah, they went in there with an assault rifle. Yeah, immediately. You know, so I mean, it, when when it comes down to it, uh, it's a, it's with a extreme people. prejudice. Dude. I know. It, it, here's the thing: they went in there. When it comes down to it, it's about the the people, yeah. not the tool. We we have a people problem, not exactly. a tool problem. Exactly. Yeah, like nobody. You know, nobody, <laughs> uh, nobody blames the shingles when your roof leaks, right? Exactly. You blame the idiot that put the shingles on wrong, right? Or right. forgot to put flashing up, or forgot to put you know 
And if that was you, you take responsibility for it for in the middle of the storm and go back up and do it. Yeah, you, yeah, you right. go up and you fix it, right? Exactly. Like, um, it's it's really interesting, um, and I really think that more than anything, this this country has a a, a bigger mental health problem, which is oh yeah, which oh, is yeah. which is interesting, and the fact that they want to you know continue to to be so hellbound on the guns um but yet they want to you know restrict people with um other certain things like right like if like let's say let's say you go to jail for something mm-hmm. let's say let's say you're speeding 115 miles an hour in, on a motorcycle and you're running from the cops or something and you get some sort of felony charge right okay you can never own a gun again yes you also if you go to jail, can't vote, right? Mm-hmm. So you lose those rights, mm-hmm. and they don't come back. Correct. But I could be mentally, completely mentally unstable, mm-hmm. and be on, like you said, psycho-altering medication that literally says on the bottle, you might have thoughts of killing yourself or others. Huh. So so here's here's the problem I have with all that. Here's here's the problem I have. Who is the one that judges the mental stability of people? And then how do they judge the stability of people? So here's my thing. Oh no. Because what you do in that sense, like you have so this so political pundits come in at this point and they say we gotta judge people by this value system. The other side of the aisle says we gotta judge people by this value system, and there's no agreement on the value systems whatsoever right now. Yeah. Nobody says this is the value system by which we need to judge everybody on because you got the super left woke over here and you have the super crazy right wing conspiracy theorists on everything over here, right? So you got both these these people and they're both they both have their own set of values. So I don't see us coming through this, you know, and, and really answering the, the challenge of, of mental mental health, you know, by, by which by which we need to do a whole different episode on men and mental health. Cause I think it's a I think it's a big, big issue because I think most men don't consider their own mental health or take mental health days or anything like that because sometimes you got to take a break just to get back right, to be honest with you. You really do. Um, but most guys don't think that way. We just go, go, go until we blow out our adrenal glands and then we're all we're all exhausted you know, at that point. So c- case in point, the, the mental health, in order to get an evaluation of the mental health um, system, you have to have the parties – and somebody fully agree or an administration fully agree on this and then the American people sign off on it. See, that's the hard part. They're not going to because our country is completely divided because of the stuff that continues to happen because there's no cross-pollinization of any, either of the parties. It's a two-party system that is absolutely wrecking well, in everything that we have right now. I think I think people people's egos are, you know, like, you know, to, to quote Top Gun, bro, dude, people's egos write checks their bodies can't cash, right? Like, yeah. Everybody's egos are going to get in the way of of. Let me let me let me say this right, and this is hard for me to say as somebody who's a gun owner. Sure, somebody who is a Second Amendment supporter, right? Um, and somebody who has had mental health struggles in their life. I did own guns during that time, you know, and um, they stayed where they were at all the time, you know, and I carried my pistol on me even, can, even at the time. Can I ask you a question about that? For sure. Um, did you ever have any, any thoughts of, of suicide and or violence towards others during that time? No. 
No. Um, I personally did not. No. Did here's my other question. Yeah. If you did, Mm -hmm. if you would have at that point, would you have had someone that you could talk to about that, or someone to call during that time that would take away your ability to have the pistol or have the firearms just for a time period until that? Because here's the thing. As, because deep down inside, I don't want to hurt anybody else if I don't have to. Right. And right. I really deep down, even if you think about it, don't really want to hurt yourself. Sure, sure. There is always somebody to call. Now, I'll be honest. There were times I felt like there there probably wasn't anybody that I could call. I was kidding myself. Mm-hmm. And I was lying to myself because right, right. you get in your own way because you're, you're, you're you're, you're, you're building up uh, false walls, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And, and then you're trying to figure out how to get around the wall you just put up in front of yourself. So yeah. <clears throat> there, Therein, I think, lies the problem of, of the mental health system. So if I'm correct in my history of mental health awareness and care, I think, I think it was Ronald Reagan in the 80s that basically took all the insane asylums and dispersed everything. So there wasn't going to be more government care, you know, at that point. If it wasn't Reagan, either it was somebody... Somewhere in the 80s. I can't remember. It sounds I, like a Reagan thing, to be honest with you. I wasn't a thought in my daddy's nutsack at that time. Right, right. So, uh, and and that's when you had all the crazies, you know, all, everybody was dealing with mental issue problems on the street, you know, and you're here now. Yeah. And you're trying to figure out, like, what's going on at this point. So, and a person who is, you know, mentally unstable, if they don't have any family to help them, they're not yeah. they, and society's not going to help them, they're going to end up homeless, they're going to end up on the street. They're going to end up vagabonds or yeah. pariahs. I mean, they're going to they're going to be living in some, grandma's basement or, or an outcast yeah. society in some way. And you see that happening tremendously right now in ever every major city in America with the homeless population. Yeah, I don't know what the percentage of the homeless population has mental illness, but I would venture to say it's a great, great number. How could okay? So just to be a little bit clear on a little bit of something right like a lot of mental illness specifically depression comes from and anxiety comes from like fear of overwhelming doom right sure sure if you're homeless Mm -hmm. there could be a fear of of course uh, of course how am i going to get my next meal Mm -hmm. what if it rains today it's going to be 115 how am i not going to die of heat stroke right um you know so so i could understand that you know there is legitimacy behind probably saying that there are a lot of homeless people that probably do have mental health issues. Sure. Sure. Whether they led to them being homeless is a different story. So if we, so if we both agree that the mental, the mental health issue is the bigger issue that's out there today, if we both agree on that, then, and we agree that it's somebody else's problem to deal with, that we need some kind of government, some kind of problem because the issue is so large it's it, got to be. It's got to be large. It's, it it's can't be something too that, big. Yeah. Well, it's not something that. It's not something even the church could even yeah. take on. I mean, it, just by nature, of the fact that you're dealing with government facilities, you know, the the church and state type thing won't. So, and then you're asking the government to facilitate a value system for you by which you're judging what mental illness is. Yeah. And um, and do you trust that government? Here's the other thing too. Uh, this is the, here's the other thing about just being American. So, Here's my whole thing. Ready? Americans are two things, if not everything. This is why I think Christianity fails in America tremendously all the time. It rebellious. does. They're rebellious. And what's the other thing they are? 
Mm. They're consumers. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Americans are two things. You, you guys that. know it. We are two things. We are rebels and we're consumers, which is counterproductive in understanding, like, how to work together. and Because we always think someone's trying. We want to rebel against everything that we hear. Yeah. And then as the consumer, what are you? God. You are God to whatever is is serving you. That's what we tell people. We serve. We, we're here to serve the needs. Was it like that uh, that South Park episode where people were yelpers? Yeah, and they walked into restaurants <laughs> and they just expected like their feet to be kissed because they were yelpers. Right, 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 exactly. But that's as as Americans, that's kind of how we are. Now I'm oversimplifying it because not all of us are like that. But deep down, ingrained in who we are culturally, those two things are counterproductive to working together. Yeah, and that's kind of like I, that's why I feel that. Like even in order to actually be an authentic Christian, you have to give God reign in those three areas of your life that goes counterproductive to your rebellion and your consumerism. You ready? It's these three things. If you get these three, if you give these, let me calm down. If you give these three things over to God, you will be an authentic Christian. I fully believe this. Ready? I say it all the time. What is it? It is your money. It is your sex. It is your influence or power. Money, sex, and power. Those three things, which isn't like mind-blowing, but like in all honesty, because as a rebel, you don't want God to tell you anything to do with your sex. That's why we have like, what, 285 different genders now and everything. We don't want God to tell us what to do with our sex. We want to do, we want to do, we want to do whatever we want with our sex. We want to do whatever and with whoever we want with our sex. We don't want to listen to what God has to say about that with our money. We don't want God to, we don't want God to tell us anything about our money. We don't want to listen to him when it comes to investing for the future. We don't want to listen to him about what it, co- what, what it costs and what it takes to build generational wealth. There's a reason I drive a 2000 Denali. There's a reason I drive a 2000 Denali. There's a reason I drive a 2000 Denali. Wait, you don't want to pay 100 grand for a new one right now? It's 150 grand for a new one. No, it's not. Go look at it. It's 150 grand for, for a, a brand for decked a Denali. Out, decked out, decked out Denali. 100%. Go look it up, guys. You don't believe me. You go look it. So here's my point. Well, the average dude, the average car, the average new car is $46,000 right now. Oh, dude, when that new Genesis yeah. came out and we were looking for a car for my wife, um, what was it? It wasn't, wasn't my first pick, but she really liked it. Was it only seventy five thousand? <laughs> no, 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 no. It was. It was. It wasn't priced too bad, actually, compared to what we were looking at. Um, we ended up going way cheaper though, which mm-hmm. is which is cool. But yeah, um, the guy gives me his business card as we're mm-hmm. walking off the lot, and he's like, "Yeah, I only got those two right now. There might be some other ones coming in if you want to peek, but they might be sold already. Um, you're most likely gonna have to put an order in. It's gonna be a while. Blah 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 blah. Here's my business card. Cool. Thanks, bro. Right. Oh, and uh, you know. By the way, uh, there's a $5,000 markup currently on the oh, dealer yeah. sticker. Oh, yeah. And I want you to tell me that after you hand me your business card, right? you can have it back, dude. I'll see you later. Thanks. Right, 100%. Not interested. Yeah, 100%. So, so here's, here's my point. Because I don't need it. When it comes to these, these kind of things, when it comes to being a consumer, okay, and, and a rebel, first off, you don't want anyone to tell you what to do with your life, okay, which is innate freedom, okay, yeah. that we all want. But you have to understand... You're also enslaved to that which you think you're you're free from. You're yeah. enslaved to those things. Like, you, do you not think that our freedom in America comes with a price? It does. Yeah. You know, completely. And it's called your thing, tax money. Right. One hundred percent. Actually, we got we got a refund. And your military. We we paid into our taxes, and my wife actually paid too much. So we got a refund. It was crazy. It, I just got that the other day, uh, which I hasn't happened forever, by the way. Okay. Um. So, in in the midst of all this, I. I I just want to hit. I want to hit the thing. Like, if you really want a solution to this problem, it's going to take 
So us coming together with a value system that all Americans can value, all Americans can get behind, and all Americans can trust. Doing that with with who we have currently, okay, that that's over us. None of us trust them. And I mean on both sides. I'm not just saying Republicans. I'm not just saying Democrats. I'm saying literally both parties are, are untrustworthy. And we all see that, right? We're all at the same part going like, oh, I don't know, right? We're not sure. And so as a result of that, how are you ultimately going to get to the point where you're like, okay, we have a mental health, mental illness problem, which is backing, like if we, if we, if we agree that guns are not the issue, okay, the availability of them, the background checks and everything like that, that, that might be another issue. But that guns in and of themselves aren't the issue. Rifles and everything like that, they're not the issue. Then it's a mental health issue. And I would agree with that. Okay? Then there has to be some kind of way that we come together and, and ultimately say, here's the value system by which we can judge if somebody's mentally ill or, or not mentally ill. Well, here's here's the second part that we that I didn't get to yet because we got, got segued on that mental health part. Okay. If you're one of those people that's sitting down and you're going, I'm scared to send my kids to school. Right. This right, needs right. to be fixed. Mm-hmm. This and that. This and that. Okay. What are you willing to sacrifice? Yeah. Yeah. You want it fixed? What is your fucking ego willing to give up to fix it? Are you willing to make background checks and things like that more significant? Are you willing to limit magazine things? Start asking yourself, what are you willing to do? And if you're not willing to do anything, then don't sit there and complain and not send your kid to school. See, that's that's a really good point. That's what I mean, I'm sorry, the, dude. If you're gonna sit here and complain and be the one that's mine just went off. Eh, whatever. <laughs> I don't know why, but that thing just freaked out. I know. We, we gotta pause this real quick. Where was I? <laughs> Yeah, technical difficulties. Yeah, um, technical. No, but we were just saying, like, you know, people have to really sit down and ask themselves what kind of things are they willing to give up to solve problems, right? What what kind of sacrifices are people people yes. willing to push their egos aside for? Right, right, right. And I think are that's, you willing to pay more money for your kid to go to a private school that has right. security? Are you willing to start a private security firm that uh, that um, resources out to school systems where you could provide armed security on campus at you know a discounted what I mean? level and everything like yeah. that. There's, so like, there's what are you of, willing to do? There's a lot of things. And I think part of it is because we're Americans, we think that uh, half of us at least, okay, if we're split down evenly, which we pretty much are Republican and Democrat, uh, Democrats usually lean more towards like, well, it's, it's the, you know, it's the government's job to figure that out. Okay, which I, I don't believe it is necessarily. It's a it's a private industry type thing, you know. And if I have a kid that goes to school, then I I'm I'm obligated, okay, to make sure that they're safe and that they understand. I think part of it too is like how many of us, even as parents, you know, talk to our kids about these things. My my I have talked to my kids about this subject in particular, tremendous amounts which is of time. Crazy dude, because it was never something my family no, ever said no, anything to me. Never. I mean, there was there was conversations about it when they went through tornado drills and. Yeah. You know, if this happens, fire drill, no. if this happens, and then there was always active shooter. Uh, like we did a couple of drills, I remember, and a couple, I forget what year I remember the first one, mm-hmm. but it, we did have drills on it. Mm-hmm. But it, there's no way it's talked about as the way it's talked about now. I mean, right. the fact that you even talk to your kids about it, like my dad never said, like, we, we have a couple things. And keep in mind, we're, we're, we're a pro Second Amendment family. 
So we're we're a pro gun family, if you wouldn't. All my all my kids have shot guns. All my kids have shot ARs. You know, so like they understand and, and everything like that what what it means to handle a firearm from a young age. And I taught them responsible responsibly. Uh, what's fascinating is is none of our none of our family are hunters. None of us got into hunting. I got in, I I went I went same, hunting. Same for my family for the most part. Right, right. I went I went I went hunting with a couple buddies and you know, I got a deer and you know duck hunting and stuff like that. But never like got into it into it. I have buddies of mine that are just big big hunters. They love it. We have uh, part time Dave's a big hunter. You know, yeah. I, I love that. I love that guy. Yeah, we and found I, out there might be some feral hogs in Arizona. We're gonna have to go find them. That'd be kind of fun to do. Yeah, absolutely. Um. So, but but case in point, like. I think part of it is educating your own your own family about it. Okay, what you can do in a situation like that, but also we're talking about in this situation, we're not they're nine year olds, man. How nine year olds are just terrified. The fact the fact that like I just it it breaks my heart too because the fact that like if you watch the video as the officers are going in, they're walking by a little girl's body. As oh, she's I walking didn't see in. it. Oh, she's right on the floor right there, oh, man. man. It's terrible. You know, and I'm just assuming it's a little girl because it looks yeah, like a dress. Yeah, I didn't see that yeah. part. Yeah, and so like as a result, you're you're thinking through like, what if that was my little girl? And at that point, you're thinking, I mean, we have the privilege because we've not been through that. Yeah, to have this conversation about that when your when your life is marred and scarred by something so deep like that, you don't have the privilege of talking about this without emotion. Yeah, the and thing when yeah. I was in school was bomb threats. Yeah, kids my, would make bomb threats, and it would yeah. clear the whole school out, and everybody'd be in the football stadium. My kid, my my, my daughter Savannah was at at prom, and they had a bomb threat, and they had Jeez. to close down prom quickly. It's really weird. Um, I, I will say this. Uh, well, I I don't know if you, the only active shooter thing I've ever been through in my life, if you would, uh, I wasn't through it, but I remember when Columbine happened. Yeah. Um, a buddy of mine had friends whose daughter did not come home. Oh, and he man. was meeting with me, and he, we were praying actually for the whole Columbine thing. He's a pastor as well, and he said, "Please pray for my friends. Uh, they, their their daughter hasn't come home yet, and they can't find her. And she was end up being one of the ones that were mm. tragically killed. Um, so, a, as a result of that, like it's going to affect you sometime, and you need to have some kind of answer as a man for where you stand on this. And so, like I respect both sides of the aisle. To be honest. the guys who are like anti gun, they're like, I don't like guns. I'm not a guy. As long as it's not like we need to ban everything." I I, I, res, I respect that guy. The guy who's the guy who is just reactive, if you would, and is like, you know what? I got kids, no guns whatsoever. Ban everything for everybody. Yeah. I don't think that's wise whatsoever. I do think it's wise when you are young and when you do have young children to absolutely lock up your firearms to make sure you're a responsible adult. Always have done that all my life. Now that I have teenagers and so on and so forth, and I have adults in my house, to be quite frankly. I'm a little more loose with that. Now my guns are still locked up, but they're a little more loose and my kids know where they are and, and what have you before they did not know that. Yeah. But so I think understanding what responsible gun ownership is just as important as answer, answering the mental health crisis that we're in right now. So let me ask you a question and I think we can kind of, kind of wrap it up with this a little bit. What would be some steps that you would take if you're going to answer this question to make both sides of the aisle feel somewhat answered because I don't know that you can, you know, but mm. what would you, I, I, for me, I think that if you, if you genuinely ask both people, okay, look, we, we, we diff, we, we differ on so much right now. Yeah, we really do. Okay. Both, both, both political parties differ on so much. And I don't believe it's a government issue. I think it's just a value system issue right now. 
we have to somehow construct a, a way to deal with mental health. What, what values are we going to agree on, okay, in order to evaluate well, if somebody has mental health? Well, there's, Be- one that's, there's one value that's easy. What's that? Human life. Right, like how they're how, still humans. Well, of course. how do people get to a point where they just devalue? Okay, and th- this goes for people that are in gangs too, right? Like, mm-hmm. you devalue human life so like you, you don't care about human life. You don't care if you get shot when you're out there shooting at other people, and you don't care that you kill somebody else when you walk away from that. Now, I'm not saying that they don't go back and have remorse because I'm not them. I don't know. I'm not with them. They yeah. Might. I think I think that's I think that I think that illustration is usually a person jarred or are are they are it's like i heard joe rogan say this before like do they just devalue their life to a point to where they're like well i'm just gonna make other people suffer because i'm going to you're insane with rage at that point the reason people are like when you devalue human life it's the same reason when you go into war like when 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 young men go into war but see if i turned rageful uh i would hurt somebody on accident I wouldn't specifically turn into a rage and go out looking to hurt people. You see what I'm saying? Right. I think that's I think that's where the mental stability thing comes in. I really do. So, for example, this 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 woman who was transitioning to be a man and, and what have you, uh, if she felt like there was condemnation from these people, which whether there was or was not is of no consequence. It still doesn't give you the right to go and shoot shoot up a school. You know, the the fact of the matter is. There should never be a point where someone goes, well, if the Christians just would have accepted her, that would have been all that it wouldn't have turned out this way. The point is evil is still evil. Yeah, they definitely can't say that because if they're going to say that, dude, then uh, every idiot driver that cuts me off on my bike deserves to just get shot then, right? You right, know what exactly. I mean? Like, you then, can't say that. Yeah. You know, then people just start turning into Wild West and they start being becoming vigilantes, so right? That's the whole so point. So is that you're what smoking, they want? And you're smoking the vigilante. I am is, smoking the vigilante. Yeah. That wasn't, there was no, uh, no segue on that one, but I hopped on anyway. But let me ask you this, though. Speaking of the vigilante, do you see the the, the, the similarities between the coca chemist and the, and the uh, vigilante? Like I'm telling it's, you, it's like if you took all the leftovers from the coca chemist and then rolled a cigar with it. What? Yeah, you it's close. Lefto- I think it's very close. It's close. What I'm saying is like it's it's close enough that if you were to take pieces of that rolled cigar and use it as like the filler and maybe even. So let me say this. I think it would that, be close. I think that reminds me so much of the very first batch that we got of the Cocoa Chemist, which I thought was a stronger batch than the second batch we got. And we've had like five or six batches of them. But like that reminds me of the very first one, you know, that we had in there. I have so. to keep lighting it because I'm just talking and not smoking. But no, that's OK. Um, It's. It's very close. It's a great I would say cigar, dude, for what it is. Oh, for four bucks, dude, four on bucks? a Gordo? Oh, my gosh, dude. It's stupid not to buy it. Dude, there's, one, right? there's a guy that comes in and buys those in the, by the bundle right, right. just to break them down and do something else with. Oh, yeah. I know. I know you're talking about. But, like. To smoke a little reefer with it. But they're <laughs> littering in. <laughs> you haven't seen that. Dang it. I haven't. You used you used lots of movies I've not seen before, but he, I gotta my, he, get you to see Super Troopers, bro. One of these days, I will I will sit down and I will view. We'll have like a camera on me and I will watch the best scenes of your movies and I will comment when I can smoke a cigar, not waiting for surgery. Uh, so here's my thought. Here's my thought. My final thoughts. Uh, if we do come to a agreement between everybody on how we deal with mental illness, do you think it will affect? the 
violent gun crime situations. Man, you're talking about like, you're talking about somebody being able to step in and change mindsets of whole communities and whole societies, bro. Like that's, that's a big mindset change that that's not going to happen quickly. And unfortunately it's probably going to take some kind of ridiculous event to make that happen. But so we want to hear from you guys. What do you guys think about the topic we're talking about? Are we off on the different things? Are we on? Do you feel like you agree with us? Do you feel like there's a bigger problem here? Do you feel like there's things that we didn't address? Drop us an email at, uh, or, you know, this is going to be on YouTube. So drop us an email below so we can hear from you in the comment section below on what you thought about the topic. And what are your, some of your solutions to mental health, uh, gun violence, and everything else like that in America? And where do you fall on the political spectrum and agreeing with the right or the left on this kind of stuff. So we want to hear your comments. Drop a, drop a comment below. And as always, I have been Bradley and this has been JB and thank you so very much. Wrong button. Wrong button. Uh, thank you so very much for uh, joining, uh, joining us with the uh, cut light and smoke podcast. So brought to you again by zealcigars.com and cigarsoapbox.com coming to you live from the I love store studios. With that said, we're out of here like last year guys. Peace. <laughs>